The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money, man. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook. Download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's my best. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Thanks for stopping by. We are glad to have you. A little 80s reference there. Uh, I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flang... flang Good. <laughs> flangering around with my producer extraordinaire. <laughs> Hope Jennifer's not listening. Yeah, really. What are you doing in that studio up there? Flangering. Flangering. <laughs> I wonder if that's a real word, if we just made it up. I think we made it up. Yeah, it'd be that guy, Michael Terry. Yeah, and he's here pushing buttons. There we go. The right way this week, let's hope. Yeah. And uh, today we will help you get your money mind right uh, on this show with the following great features. First off, it's our final key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series. Can you believe it? Final key. Wow. I know. 13. Another season in the can. It's unreal. Uh, Become a voracious reader is our final key. I can't believe it. We're done. It's been an incredible entrepreneurship kind of season. So we've had a chance to take a really unique trip through each key from an entrepreneur's perspective, which has been really exciting. And we've never done that before. So, you know, we're... We're uh, challenging and, and confronting new frontiers. All the time. Yes. And uh, it's been quite an adventure that we have embarked upon this season. So uh, moolah word of the day is uh, a very lengthy phrase. It's a four-word phrase. Ooh. Yes. And uh, it's, about, um, it's about money and ability. That's your hint. So you'll have to tune in to the Moolah Word of the Day segment. Minutes on your money as we finalize our entrepreneurship season. Uh, four ways entrepreneurs succeed. We'll take a look at that. Uh, trivia question, as always, based on a previous show, practicing the three R's. And again, that's not reading, writing, and arithmetic. Although, why, why do they ditch the A in arithmetic? You know, it was just a poetic license, I think. You know. Is that what it was? Yeah. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, nobody says the A. I mean, reading, writing. Arithmetic. Those of us that enunciate properly. You know what? It might have been used in a song, which would have... Oh, their editorial embellishment. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know... Creative license, a, drop the A. A three, four, waltz, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, because arithmetic yeah. would have been like an extra syllable. It might have been kind of kooky. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. The uh, composer perspective. I think, I think it was in a song. I can Google it and find out. Okay, well, there you go. That That's your task. Well, make sure that you're pushing the buttons right also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to jeopardize that. <laughs> so practicing the three R's is going to be our trivia question, or a, or about practicing the three R's, I should say. And today's guest is in studio, our final guest of the season. We're going to go out with a bang. And to get us there, Shanna Tinjem, financial planner, is going to be joining us, and she's going to be rocking the house with us in studio. So excited. So as always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time, reducing stress, using our proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Doesn't that sound amazing? I was trying to use my best announcer voice, but it didn't quite... I don't know. Did, did I pass muster? Yeah. Was, was it good. okay? All that right. That's good. That's going to that's gonna require a serious 
instrumental support. Okay, perfect. Yes. <laughs> Something that sounds like you're you're achieving new heights with Unlock Your Wealth Radio. <laughs> now, uh, Insiders Club members enter automatically in our weekly giveaways. However, if you are not an Insiders Club member and you would still like to compete for great money management tools for free, just answer today's trivia question correctly. So this week's trivia question is... Based on last week's show on practicing the three R's, review, revise, and recommit, you were told to do something first to begin the review phase. What do you need to do before you can begin the review phase? Hmm. You have a puzzled look on your face. You forgot already. Yeah. That was six days ago. It's all right. I'll cut you some slack. So if you think you know the correct answer, and if you don't, you can always download last week's show and give it a listen real quick. Woo! (laughs) Little hint for cheating there. Because you can win one of three ways. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. You don't need to enter live, although if you're the first one to answer, it's better if you call in when the show's airing. That would help. Uh, You can call in at 1-866-966-9420. That's 866-966-9420. You can also chat in to win if you are listening live. We have a chat room. Hi, I'm here. Come visit. Jump on in and share with us your potential right answer. Or if you are listening from a rebroadcast, a syndicator, a podcast feed, iTunes, wherever, because uh, we're everywhere on the internet, uh, you can email us in to win. That's trivia at uywradio.com. Trivia at UYWradio.com. Good luck. And if you have no idea what the answer is, that's okay, because everyone in Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation can still walk away a winner. For you listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Get started now at the website. Would you like to know a little bit about uh little uh, trivia? Yes. It, it, I was right. It is a song? Well, School Days. School Days. From 1907. It had a... It, school Days, School Days, Dear... The, the dear Golden Rule? Golden Rule Days. Okay. Reading, Writing, and Arithmetic taught to the tune of the Hickory Stick. Ah! There you go. No Hickory Sticks. God, you know, you'd go to jail for that today. <laughs> Can you imagine all those imprisoned nuns for pulling a switch off the tree and whacking you with it? Hickory. <laughs> a hickory stick. That's funny. And a hickory is a harder wood. That would hurt. That would yeah. sting pretty good. Yeah, man. You'd remember. So, yeah. That's a little bit of negative reinforcement there. <laughs> <laughs> a little learning by intimidation, no less. That's craziness. So, you know, this has been a really cool season. You are a fellow entrepreneur, such as myself, and it's been exciting to explore things from an entrepreneur's perspective. And our final Minutes on Your Money for this season is Four Ways Entrepreneurs Succeed. So let's just define an entrepreneur other than just saying you and me because people are like, yeah, so what does that mean? An entrepreneur is a person who organizes and manages an enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. That risk is always taken in full force with a mindset attitude and lifestyle adopted by people who aren't satisfied with the status quo. Would you agree to that? Absolutely. So would you also agree to their approach to life is in favor of creativity by going against the norm. Their success is built by the way they do the following actions, which are different from ordinary business minds. Okay, because you could be a business mind, but not necessarily an entrepreneur. Right. I just like saying that. And I think you can be an entrepreneur without necessarily having a real business mind. Right, because you could just, like Henry Ford says, surround yourself with those people. Yeah. You know, so, okay, so here's the first of four. They think. What a concept. Entrepreneurs seek what their customers want, not what they want. Right. Creating solutions to consumer Problems. Very, very cool. 
Now I know what my problem is all these years. <laughs> oh, because you've been seeking what you wanted? <laughs> no, I've been trying to seek, you know, I've been trying to make my clients happy, and it's very difficult. But but that is what entrepreneurs do. They think. Yeah, yeah. They provide solutions for their customers, not worrying about themselves. But we think too much sometimes, I think. At least I do. Well, oh, yeah, we can always sure. overthink things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we can always, over, you know, over-refine things. Yeah. And, and you know, some stuff is a process, and at some point you got to say, okay, enough. Let's get it out to the people, right? And then you can come up with version two, right. version three, and make it better. But you got to have, you know, you got to be willing to let go. Right. Let let take your kid to kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> it's enough. They're five. They're twelve. Get them in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> let go. <laughs> so so they think. So that is a key way that entrepreneurs succeed. Here's something interesting also, and they continue education. Okay, so if you think about some of the greatest entrepreneurs out there, so we think about Bill Gates, okay? We think about, uh, uh, what the heck? Um, uh, Facebook. Uh, the, yeah, the... Um, okay, oh, why is his Zucker, name? Zucker. Zucker, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Okay, we think about him. We think about Steve Jobs. The Apple guy. Yeah. What do they all have in common? They, they never stopped learning. Right, even though they dropped out of school. Yeah. Right? So they were all dropouts. But they continued to pursue knowledge. Yeah. And that is something that is significant about why entrepreneurs succeeded, is they continue education. They are not enrolling to fall classes this semester, but rather continuing the education by keeping an open mind, an open ear, and learning through living life and through every opportunity that crosses their path. Yeah. So, Very cool. Yeah, I think that that's neat because there's that, that experiential learning. If you think about academia and the real world, what's the difference? Academia is theory. It's a vacuum, yeah. It's theory. Yeah. The real world is application sure. of that knowledge. But what about what if some of the theories that you learn don't quite function so well? They need revision. Yeah, they have to And be so by, by your experience, by learning new things... Yeah. You'll be able to tweak and be able to refine, like we said, and make the baby better. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing. This is something interesting, and this I guess I'm I, I can pre-promote uh, next season and our guest that we're going to have because I'm super excited about it. Um. They their whole company is built on execution, and we're going to have Brian Moran on from the twelve week year. And, and he's going to share with us how we can be more effective. And one of the keys is execution. That's what they named their company, the execution company. And so that's a third way that entrepreneurs succeed is they execute. Entrepreneurs execute their ideas while many others just fade into the past. I mean, that's why we do our dreams with deadlines the way we do. We call it a goal achievement strategy. Yeah. Not a goal setting strategy. Why? Because anybody can set goals, sure. but if you don't have a system in place for for uh, achieving them through execution, what does a goal do for you? Yeah. It sets you up for a target that you're never going to get to because you refuse to achieve it. Execute. Execute. The executioner. So yeah, so uh, they execute on their. Uh, on their ideas. And, you, you know, you're, and I think that this actually kind of goes into our forget the perfection principle key. Because when we talk about forgetting the perfection principle, we're talking about progress and not perfection. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if we focus on the progress of the process, that means constant activity, constant execution. Yeah. That's how we're going to get there. Okay. And finally, this is, and, and this is like kind of like the crowning achievement for entrepreneur success is they stay committed. Mm-hmm. So failure isn't something that most entrepreneurs have experienced, um, or I'm sorry, is something that they have experienced, but in the face of failure, they continue to go. It only is their motivation for them to focus harder, dedicate more time, and create something that will last a long time. You know, and so when we think about commitment, you know, it's it, you know, I love Tom Hopkins. You know, he was one of my first exposures to the selling cycle, the model of selling. 
you know, and so I was able to take my success at my lemonade stand and my lawn mowing and babysitting services and go to the next level with a selling cycle and a process for way, the way people make make decisions when it comes to buying something. And one of the things that is one of his mantras is, I never see failure as failure, only the feedback I need to change course and plot a new sure. direction. Yeah. So it's just information. Yeah. If we take away the negative connotation, which, oh, you failed, like failure is a bad thing. It's just information. Like when you fail a test, it's information telling you that perhaps you don't know everything that you should know at this point. Sure. Yeah. It's not a, oh, my God, you failed the test. You must be a total loser because it's not that. It's just information saying that you are not ready to progress to the next level until you complete yeah. and fully understand the concepts in this level. Right. So if we just take and and use that mantra, I never see failure as failure, only the feedback I need to change course and plot a new direction, then you know, if you think about Thomas Edison, he didn't fail a bazillion times to get to the light bulb. He just found out that many ways it didn't work. And so commitment is huge. And a commitment is an emotional engagement to a particular outcome you wish to have. Yeah. And that's what makes a commitment other than just like a promise because or an agreement or a goal because you've got that emotional engagement that there's a powerful why behind what you're doing. Yeah. And that's what makes an ordinary obligation or an ordinary agreement or goal a commitment is the emotional engagement. And so they keep that high. They stay very passionate about their business, even in the crappy times. Yeah. They don't let anybody rain on their parade, no matter how thick or, or tough things get. Would you agree with that statement? I would. I mean, we, 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 you know, I think probably there there are different levels of letting of beating yourself up as an entrepreneur. You know, and some people do it better than others. Did you? Is that your quote? The failure quote? The no, that Tom Hopkins. Tom Hopkins. I never see failure as failure. Only the feedback I need I mean, to change a, course, plot a new direction. That's pretty freaking brilliant. You yeah. should you should put that on Facebook, and I'll write it down so I make sure I have it. Okay. To quote to people. Yeah, we'll do a little meme for you. I mean, that's that's a great quote. It is. And it's and you know, and I was so lucky to hear it so young. I heard it in my uh, early twenties. And it got into your head. That's the good stuff. That's right. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, you know, he used to have these cool shower cards with the Champions Creed, and it had that failure thing on there. Yeah. And the other thing was, is uh, I am not ju- the Champions Creed is I am not judged by the number of times I fail, but by the number of times I succeed. And the number of times I succeed is in direct proportion to the number of times I can fail Absolutely. and keep trying. Yeah. You know, and so that's the champion's creed. And it was on my little shower card. So every morning I'd wake up and I'd read that. I'd read the, I never see failures, failure, only the feedback I need to change course, plot a new direction. And then it also said, I'm terrific at remembering names. You know, like it was an affirmation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm the queen of networking. I can go in and yeah. I can meet a thousand people and I can remember them all. Yeah. I always find something significant about them to be able to remember them. It's just... It's just a, you've been blessed with that. It's a gift. Yeah. But it's a gift that I created. I gave it to myself by right. affirming my ability to be good at it. Right. I am terrific at remembering names. I said it every time I got in the shower, so at least twice a day. And the, the failure thing is brilliant because it, it, it can relate to anything, not just money. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to quit smoking, it's, you know, you, how, oh, many, yeah. how many people try and, and fail? Well, that is four ways Now, there's not only four, there are many more. So if you think you have a really great way that entrepreneurs succeed, why don't you give us some feedback on today's show page? All you have to do is visit unlockyourwealthradio.com and click on this week's show, and you'll be able to give us your feedback. If you're an entrepreneur and you have other ways that help you as an entrepreneur succeed, we'd love to get your ideas. We have so much more coming up. We have got minutes, or we already did minutes on your money, so we've got Moolah word of the day. We've got Shanna Tingjum, our guest, and we have our keys to riches, our final key. Become a voracious reader on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Stay tuned for more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah. Heather Wagonhalls here with your moolah word of the day. And it's actually a moolah phrase. We're back to phrases again. And we've actually got uh, four of them along with a snorer. And <laughs> because De Niro, the prosperity poochie, doesn't care, uh, evidently, about his marginal propensity to save. No. They're not caring. Definitely not. They're not caring. So the definition of today's word of the day is the fraction of a change in income or perhaps your disposable income that is saved. So uh, so this is, say, like, you know, you, get, you have 50 bucks a month left over from your paycheck, yeah. all right? Yeah. And either you get a pay raise or maybe you paid off some bills, some debt, and so that $50 becomes $75. Let's say you have an extra $25, okay? So, and if you saved that $25, that number is your marginal propensity to save. So, for example, to use it in a sentence, the marginal propensity to save of the richer classes is greater than that of the poorer classes. Sure. Okay, or here's another quote, but this is dependent upon their marginal propensity to save and the marginal propensity to import. And this is regarding a business situation. Mm -hmm. And then here for the engineers in the group, we have a real complex utilization of it in a sentence. The complex multiplier can be measured by the following formula where the MPS or marginal propensity to save equals... The marginal rate of taxation and the marginal propensity to import. So, but marginal propensity is the save is that fraction of a change of income that you actually get into savings and investing. So that's your marginal propensity to save. So that's kind of a cool way to finish out this week's season. Now, I am so excited about our final guest because as we talk about entrepreneurship and we start closing out the season, one of the things that can be so troubling as an entrepreneur is to save for yourself outside of your business because most of us focus on reinvesting in our business. Isn't that what you said you did for so many years? Absolutely. Yeah, improving infrastructure, software, hardware, all of that stuff. That's why I saved. 
creature comforts, all sorts of things. And so we want to reinvest. We want our business to be better. So we invest in people. We invest in stuff. And it's so easy to be caught up in our passion for what we're doing to forget that it's our responsibility to save for ourselves. Because, you know, what happens when we're not actively working at the business? Do we lose a paycheck? You know, I mean, because that's what happens. Sometimes we work so hard. And then if we back up, then our income goes down because we haven't figured out a way to re- duplicate ourselves right. or put some or phase ourselves out take and put some on a vacation. You yeah, know. there's no legacy planning there. Yeah. So we have a solution for you. And this is Edward Jones financial advisor, Shannon Tingen. And she's an ind- a financial advisor with Edward Jones, which is a financial services firm. And by the way, what's that disclosure we're supposed to give when we have these kind of people on? It's not supposed to be considered investment advice, blah, blah, blah. Right. So anything we talk about is figurative. Uh, so with nearly 12,000 financial advisors serving 7 million investors, her firm has been built on one belief that the only way to do business is on a one-on-one personal basis. And what she does is she gets to know you, understand your goals, and help develop individualized strategies to help you reach them. She has a unique approach to investing, and we're going to talk about what she does that's different when she deals with entrepreneurs and investing. And I'm so excited because Shanna's here live in studio. Shanna, welcome. I know. Thank you so much for having me. I'm psyched to be here. And and it's good because between the the two dogs and Michael, the, the testosterone gets flying high in here. So we're going to balance it out with some little chick power here today. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's so great that you're a financial planner, too. And, and we've been chatting offline about s- some similar experiences. And with this season kind of being dedicated toward entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs have their own idiosyncrasies. So you've got the entrepreneur idiosyncrasies where people are just willing to go for it at all all costs. They reinvest in their business, but they forget to invest in their own selves, their Mm -hmm. own lives, their own financial future. And then you add all of the chick-centric things that go (laughs) along with females and investing. Can we... You, since you kind of specialize in in chick entrepreneurs, kind of what does what does the what is specific to females and entrepreneurship when it comes to investing? What do they do differently, or or how do they look at things a little different? That's a great question, and I think often the chick and the entrepreneur battle each other. And what I mean by that is that there's often a very cautious side naturally to a female. But the entrepreneur female is a risk taker. So they have a hard time balancing the two. And often what I see, especially in my clients that are female entrepreneurs, is that those two are constantly battling each other. And it's always good to either read a lot, like you're saying, and really take that knowledge and let it guide you versus letting your gut guide you all the time. So that's one way to sort of balance that out. And another is to have you know, a financial advisor or somebody else that you can bounce ideas off of that'll give you the confidence to take the steps that you need to take in order to make your business and your investing successful. So are you telling me that I shouldn't listen to my Uncle Sal who's <laughs> lost three businesses already? Yeah, that's probably what I'm telling you. <laughs> he might be a really great guy, but um, he's probably not the one you want to take business advice from. I always suggest all of my entrepreneurs and especially my females to find somebody that's a couple of years ahead of them professionally and really emulate them and ask them for advice, maybe even ask them to be a mentor because if they're successful, that's what you want to emulate, not somebody maybe that's done it several times and not done it well. Right, right, right. Because yeah, you just made me think of something funny. Well, you made me think of several funny things. But one of my friends is a is a sales trainer, professional sales trainer. And one of the rebuttals about why do I need sales training from somebody who's got experience, the guy says, well, I've been in real estate for 23 years. <laughs> what are you going to teach me that don't, I don't already know? And my friend likes to say, well, that's fantastic that you've been in the industry so long. So would you say that you have 23 years of experience or one year of experience repeated 22 times? 
It's exactly what I was thinking you were going to say, because I hear that all the time. And I actually use that line with my entrepreneurs. If you're not doing something different and elevating your business every year, it is like you live in Groundhog's Day and you're repeating that first year all the time, which if you're an entrepreneur, you know that first year or two really sucks. So why would you want to repeat it? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But at some point, you stabilize your growth. Right. And it makes me think of, you know, Michael Masterson, you know, what got you here won't get you there. Absolutely. And you've got to kind of continually change the strategy and evolve the tactics that support those strategies for ongoing success. Yeah. So, so I'm a Czech entrepreneur. I'm obviously fighting my gut. You know, my head and my heart are like all at war (laughs) when it comes to money because I want to go get there. I want to fly by the seat of their pants because, you know, an entrepreneur is this androgynous kind of or or unisexual kind of being. And one of the challenges that I had in my first marriage is that I was the dragon slayer at the office. (laughs) And so I wore pants because everybody did in business. But when I got home, I wanted to wear the skirt. Right. And I just I wasn't allowed to take off the skirt or I had to pull it on (laughs) over my pants. It was kind of that. That's fair. Michael is like la la la. I'm not listening. What did she say? <laughs> Here we are. Unlock your wealth after dark. That is absolutely true, though. And I think that women have a hard time downshifting or upshifting, if you will, depending on what their role is. Um, I I think oftentimes women are kind of what you see is what you get, and they have a hard time taking on one role and taking off another, especially if they're expected to be somebody different at home than they are in the office. And oftentimes that's the case. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and while some of those skills are transferable, you know, management, delegation, you know, telling your kids what to do is like telling your employees what to do. (laughs) But, you know, but you usually let your kids get away with more than your employees, you know, so, so you've got, you've got standards, I guess you could say, but, but they flex. And so you kind of, tend to be more, uh, you know, different. Mm-hmm. You're different when you're at work than you are when you are at home, and which can cause conflicts for you if you're an entrepreneur that's starting with a home-based business. Then that can be a big challenge for you. Yeah. So um, what do you think some of the biggest, other than, you know, having this dichotomy uh, of desires going on. Uh, what do you think maybe might be one of the biggest mistakes that women make, especially women entrepreneurs make when going forward with planning their financial future? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Women are givers by nature mostly, and that's one of the biggest mistakes I see is they give too much to their kids, um, to their families, at the expense of their own future. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they, they put themselves last on the priority list. So if there are kids involved, those kids are going to get a college education before I say for retirement. If there's mom and dad involved, mom and dad are going to get taken care of. The kids are going to go to college and then I'll say for retirement. And that then I will do later. Later never comes. Yes, because when it's later, it's now again. <laughs> yes, it's too late at that point And you've lost too many years. And I think that they feel like they can't do all of them effectively. And on their own, they probably can't can't because they're running a business, they're they're keeping the home fires burning, they're holding together a family, and oh my gosh, now I have to plan all these financial priorities, when in reality, if they had somebody to help them and ground them and really keep them accountable, it would make that whole process seamless and they wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. It's one less thing that they have to worry about and they can cross it off their to-do list. You make me think about what happens when you get on the plane and they shut the door mm-hmm. and they start going through their safety protocols. <laughs> Absolutely. And in the event of a loss of cabin pressure... Yes, I tell that's the story I use for my clients all the time. Secure your mask before... Um, using your mask on somebody else. So if that plane goes down, you're not going to be any good to anybody if you're dead and your kids are dead, right? In that instance. Mm -hmm. So I tell my clients all the time, it's exactly like that. You have to make sure you are set and then you can help other people. Mm -hmm. And what that means is just having a plan, it doesn't have to be perfect and we're all human, but without you having a plan, you're out there doing everything for everybody else. You get to age 55, 60, and you've got nothing. You better hope those kids are willing to let you move into the basement because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but you know, kids are so self-absorbed these days. (laughs) I don't know, Michael. I think think you... (laughs) 
I, I think, yeah. Well, because, you know, well, the Bank of Michael is still open here. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's closed. Well, the sign is in the window, but there's yeah. still somebody tending the safe. Yeah. There's still somebody at the drive-thru. Yeah. 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 I see that all the time. And I think it's okay a little bit to be to, to, to give to your kids, but not at the expense of your own financial security and safety. Right. And, and, you know, it brings up a, a really interesting point. You know, my, my brother had to get scholarships and do all of that stuff to go to school. And I had asked him, since I don't have any kids, maybe I could start a college fund for my nephew. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he said uh, that if Justin wants to go to school, he'll figure it out just like I did. Because yeah. I said, can I contribute? Yeah. And, and he said, nope, he'll, it'll mean more. You know, and now my brother's gotten like three degrees or four degrees or something like that. I mean, you know, and he's been career military and all kind of stuff, and it's worked out well for him. And so, you know, he doesn't want to take that drive and desire because he, you know, I mean, and you can just see all of the technology that kids have today that we didn't have. There's mm-hmm. a whole lot more apathy. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, and I see, I see it in my nephew. I absolutely agree. And I, and I think there's absolutely something to be said for kids having skin in the game. If mom and dad want to contribute a little bit, maybe they, um, you know, it, it can mean anything from, hey, we'll pay for your first year and you're responsible for the rest to we'll pay for uh, $5,000 a year and no more. I mean, there's lots of boundaries that mom mm-hmm. and dad can set that take a little bit of the pressure off, but still some of that responsibility back on the student. Right. I was one of those that worked full-time and went to school and I did it through a, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. And I felt like I paid a heck of a lot more attention than some of the people that were in my programs that mom and dad paid for everything. I, I can't say I wasn't jealous. I was, but oh, I feel yeah, like extremely. I got a lot more out of it. And they got to be in the sororities because yes. I, I had to work. I didn't have time to rush or do anything like that. And, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> it's so entertaining here. You know, we needed, we really need to do a TV version of this radio show so folks can see how entertaining the De Niro, the Prosperity Poochie is. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing what, what we can make these, these tricks that these dogs can do for you here yeah. in studio. And the people that don't come into your studio don't get this. I know they're missing out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know we've only had like what three or four actually. So he's never done that. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I have the ability to create miracles. Apparently, (laughs) (laughs) compliance might not like me saying that though. So let's strike that. (laughs) Okay. Oh, oh, no, no, no. We're going with that. We're going with that. And as a matter of fact, when we get back from the break, we want to talk about some of those miracles you can create for your clients and how your advice can help our listeners. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm in the wagon halls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. 
Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am joined by financial planner, Shanna Tingems. <laughs> Yay, I rock the name. And before the break, we were talking about peculiarities to female entrepreneurs when it comes time to invest. And as a female entrepreneur, I'm sitting and listening to this show, and I'm thinking, okay, well, that sounds great. You're telling me that I need to manage my money and I'm going to be conflicted. But how do I even know how to pick a financial professional to go forward and start investing? Maybe I shouldn't even bother with that. Like, so where where would a woman start? Absolutely. I think that's a great question. Um, I think that one of the most important ways or, or easiest ways to find people that can help you, and I think let's start by saying that I believe that female entrepreneurs need to have not just a financial advisor, but a financial team. And what I mean by that is an attorney and a CPA, in addition to the financial advisor that can really work together to make sure you're covered on all fronts. Because my job doesn't really work if the tax situation is a mess or if you don't have your corporation documents in order. So that is kind of the first step is to really think about, do you have somebody in one of those three specialties that you know, like, and trust already? If you do, they probably have a great recommendation for the other two sort of pieces to put in place. Um, So I think that's step one is to really assess if you have somebody either as an attorney, a CPA, or a financial advisor that you've already got working for you that you know, like, and trust, and that you feel comfortable can help you not just with your personal finances, but your business finances. Because we know as we start mostly, it's the same thing often. We don't separate the two. But as the business grows, we need to figure out how to separate the two and really make both of those work to their best advantage. So that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I really feel like after you've assessed your team as it currently stands, you need to look, look to plug the holes. I would say probably, and I might be biased on this one, but if you don't have any of those three, find the financial advisor first and they can sit down and really take a look at your tax returns. They can look at your corporation documents and see if, if and how they can refer you to those two other specialties. And I think for females more so than males, and I really believe this at my core, you have to have a, an immediate sort of connection and a trust with that financial advisor. Right. It's got, it's kind the of rapport an emotional is everything. Thing. If yeah. you don't, if you don't have the rapport, you're never going to have the trust. So right. they've got to, you know, they got to, they got to get you. Mm-hmm. So whether it's same background, grew up in the same city, went to the same school, you've got to find a common ground that you guys can speak the same language. Maybe you both have a couple kids, maybe you got mm-hmm. a couple divorces in mm-hmm. your past. I mean, it's got to be something where you have some common ground to establish a connection first before you can even talk about about the money part. Right. And and I think that, you know, when you meet with a financial advisor, that first meeting should be all about you. If they open up um, pretty charts and start dazzling you with numbers at that first appointment, run like the wind because they don't know you yet. They don't know enough about you to be able to make a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. So what they're trying to do at that point is just sell you stuff that you may or may not need. Right. So, and as a small business owner, entrepreneur, um, that's a complicated recommendation. Not only are we looking at your personal retirement, but we're trying to maximize your tax savings and, um, you know, employer contributions into a business retirement plan. So it takes some time to get to know a business in order to make that recommendation. So the first couple of meetings should really just be all about you and your business. And you should feel like you can trust them. And if there's a warning bell going off in your head, that's telling you something. As women, we don't listen to our intuition enough. Mm-hmm. So don't hire somebody just because they came highly recommended if you don't feel comfortable with them. Right. And you don't understand what they're saying. That's the other thing. I think as women, um, we like to boil things down to a really simple, easy to understand sort of formula. And a lot of financial advisors like to dazzle you with brilliance and baffle you with, well, you know what? I won't say it on live air. Uh, (laughs) Baloney. um, Yeah, baloney. That's the one. Uh, Because it makes them feel better and it makes them sound smarter. When in reality, the less is more approach, it often works better with women. Yeah. I like the two ears, one mouth ratio. Yep. 
That works for me. I think that that's absolutely totally uh, great. And except then, that I'm a talk show host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I kind of dance that fine line. That's all right, that, and that works. So I, I think that that's really important that you have that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you do, you need to be clear on what they charge and how they charge. Would you say that? Women shy away from making that first step because they, um, how do I want to put this? Uh, because they fear one of a couple of things. They either fear that 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 they are going to get, be baffled with baloney and not understand the vernacular. Mm-hmm. Or that it's going to be all about how much can this person suck out of me every day so um, I can invest for my future, but I still have to live today. I still mm-hmm. have kids to clothe today. I still have, you know, I want to I want to have nice things now and later. Yep. Do you think that stops people? I think it often stops them a lot. Um, and I will tell you how I got into this industry when I was 19 um, is a great example of that. I was um, raised by depression era um, parents who really thought their idea of investing was a CD at the bank. So they didn't understand mutual funds and stocks. And oh, yeah. I, I War saw, bonds. Yeah, exactly. That's what they did. <laughs> and back then CDs were paying 12, 15%. So you could retire on that interest. You can't today. Um, and so I sought out a financial advisor through the yellow pages, went in, sat down and um, he looked at me, asked me what I wanted. And, you know, why I'd come in and I told him that I wanted to learn about investing because I, you know, knew my parents couldn't teach me. Um, And he reached across the table, patted me on the head and said, don't worry, sweetheart, someday your husband will take care of this. (gasps) Yeah, right. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I did. And I was an education major at the time I went within a month, I changed my major to business and I've been in this industry ever since. And I think that too many women are treated that way. Um, and they don't, and they also feel like they're going to be ostracized for not doing enough. So both the fear of the unknown and the stories like the one I just told you, who probably everybody out there has a friend or family member who's been treated in in that way by somebody in our industry, stop them from going in and getting the advice they need. And oftentimes after I meet and put a plan together for a female entrepreneur, they almost always say the same thing. And what they say to me is, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. You know, there's I wrote a white paper years ago and the data was unbelievable. But, you know, I was always getting these guys calling into my show saying, you know, oh, my girlfriend's so screwed up. She her credit's a mess or she's got bills all over the place and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's kind of like, you know, chicks are bad with money. And the what actually happens, it, 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 if you look at at the data, and I haven't done this since the the most recent census, but women get credit cards and established credit before their brothers do. They buy cars and houses before their brothers do, and they're heads of household faster than their brothers are because they're unwed mothers. Yeah. Okay, and. Yet, given this first, first, first with females and the females' penchant for learning, there's still a stigma in this society that we're going to educate our sons about money and we're just going to marry off our daughters and so they'll just be somebody else's problem. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the disservice that I think a lot of our parents, without meaning to, because their generation, that's the way things were done. Oh, for sure. You know, um, without meaning to, they they create a, a handicap for us. Oh yeah, no in, question. In that sense. And and it takes us years and years and years of self-education and finding somebody that we trust to help us dig out of that. You oh know? yeah. I'm the oldest. My brother is two years younger. And when my mom got sick, you know, he was on academic scholarship at ASU and I was paying to go. Wow. Without loans, I was paying my, yeah. my own way, which was no big deal. But um you know, I, I was working and, and it was fine, but guess who had to drop out to take yeah. care of mom? Yep. Yeah. You know, don't, your, your brother's education is more important. I'm like, why isn't mine? I'm oldest and you're asking me for money. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and you know, that's a really great point too, though, is honestly that that's seen in, even in our families today, even in our modern families today, as the woman's responsibility. And then who gets stuck taking yep. care of the parents? Yep. It's not the brother. Nope. 
Oh, no, Mm-mm. because a son is a son until he takes a wife, but yep. a daughter's a daughter the rest, rest of, of her, her life. life. I hear you. And I, I hear that all the time with my sandwich generation clients. They've got parents that, that, that you know, that we're responsible for. And the wife takes on that responsibility, even if it's her husband's parents, mm-hmm. if there's not another female in that family to do so. And yet some of them still have 20, 30, 40 year old kids living at home. Mm-hmm. And, and, and their question is, how do I do all this? And my answer is you can't. You've got to pick your priorities and back to our, yeah. you know, securing your mask on yourself first. Yeah. And and it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. And people allow their emotions to cloud that. And I guess that's, you know, one of the things that we always have to help people refocus. And that's why this is brain-based financial literacy, because mm-hmm. we're emotional creatures yeah. that use reason and logic after the fact. And mm-hmm. we just have to get over that part and be logical because it, the, here's the question at the end of the day, is if I do not take care of myself, and I'm on marriage number two, if I do not take care of myself, who will? Yeah, absolutely. Clearly, it's not going to be my mother Mm because I'm still, to this day, financially responsible for her. Mm -hmm. I keep threatening to shove her off on my brother, (laughs) but that hasn't happened so far. Hasn't happened yet. I haven't been lucky. I'm I'm thinking, though, when Thanksgiving comes around, I'm buying her a one-way ticket to visit. (laughs) That would be one way to do it. And I'm going to forget, and I'm going to change my phone number when it comes time (laughs) to pick her up. (laughs) Whoops. That's one way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not the best idea I've had. But but, uh, it is an entertaining thought, that's for sure. So, you know, so this has been an incredible discussion. So, but I think we're running out. Are we getting close to our time? Yeah, Michael says wrap it up. He've had, he's had enough estrogen for one day. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get the the male ratio back up, so you're going to have to go now. <laughs> Shanna, I have to kick you out of studio. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm taking the little dog with me, though. Yeah. <laughs> you're losing your wiener. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't really just hear that, did yeah. I? Okay, good. This is the after dark version <laughs> of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. They say, say bye-bye to your wiener, dog. <laughs> The FCC is okay with that. Yeah, I'm hoping awesome. so. I've already gotten in trouble with the FCC once. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a long story. It was, it had a, it was a discrimination thing. We did this. It was a really funny commercial. So uh, it, it, I was on somebody else's show, and it was paper versus plastic, right? Okay. And so we were doing like this shopping, like, you know, like going to the grocery store kind of thing. And so it, it was, you know, the, the main host, and I was just the sidekick at the time, and, and he talked about paper, meaning money investing, and I talked about plastic, meaning credit cards, financing, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the show, he did this, like, dumb teenager sound. <laughs> you want paper or plastic with that? Oh, no. And, like, the ADA got all right. upset, thought we were making fun of the special education kids no. that, like, bag groceries. But we were oh, just, geez. like, being, like, you know, the pimple right. face. Yeah, but oh, we got in trouble. Of course. <laughs> They have to have something to complain about. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> oh, but you know what? If they're in any genre I've ever worked, wherever the line is, I've got to feel it for myself. I got to feel it for myself. All good. <laughs> just to make sure it really exists. <laughs> I don't know why. It just happens. That's awesome. Because, you know, because I'm that person that, that, that they'll say, well, Heather will do it. Just like, you know, Mikey. Yeah. We'll yeah. give it to Mikey. Mikey likes it. He'll eat anything. <laughs> That's me. That's you. Well, it's oh, been so wow. awesome having you in studio, and I'm so excited that I have a Chica Bonita in the money biz here locally <laughs> to hang out with now. Awesome. So, uh, Shanna, if folks want to get a hold of you for financial advice, comedic relief, <laughs> where can they find you? How Absolutely. can they contact you? I am... Um uh, you can find me a couple of different places. If you just want to check out my Facebook page, that gives you a good flavor of who I am and what I think about. If you're not quite ready to contact me yet, and if you go to Facebook, um, my you'll find me under financial advisor Shanna Tingham. And how you spell that is S-H-A-N-N-A, and the last name is T-I-N-G-O-M. So you'll find me there. And you can call me if you're ready to uh, take advantage of a, of a no obligation free consultation. I can do that over the phone, over the internet, or in person if you're here in Phoenix. And that phone number is 480-813-2577. And either way, I'd love to help you figure this money stuff out because we know how important it is and women don't do that enough. You're absolutely right. Well, thank you for being on the show today. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Shanna's show page and get all the linky links to her Facebook, her email, her phone number, and more. All you have to do is visit her show page like right now. 
And then stay tuned because we have the keys to riches coming up. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew what they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagon Halls, for our final key of the season. It's become a voracious reader. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, thanks for stopping by. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt save and invest building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this once a week and your timing is perfect because next week we start all over again with the brand new season 21. And I'm excited because this is probably of from an execution standpoint, one of my most favorite keys because I live to read. I was that kid that your mom would holler at you, go to bed, and I'd be under the covers with a flashlight reading my Nancy Drew mysteries. <laughs> and this is an important key because reading does so many things for us. Regardless of what kind of a student you were, regardless of what kind of higher education you achieved at a formalized post-secondary institution, you throw all of that out, you read, you can excel past all of those folks. And I'm living proof because I'm a college dropout. <laughs> you know. And one of the things that was so scary to me when I dropped out is that I was worried about not being competitive. And so when I went and watched Jim Rohn speak, he said, you know, if you read a book a week, you'll become an expert in your field in three years. He says, you read a book a week in your given field, and in 10 years, you will be the authority. You will be the one leading the way with as the thought leader for your industry. Yeah. And I was like, holy smokes. And I read so fast and at such a high level of comprehension like I'm a two or three book a week kind of kid. I'm not just one book. I got to go I'm just I got to constantly feed that soul. But what that did for me in a very short period of time, I found out by reading a book a week in my industry which at the time was I was a trader and it was financial services is that I outpaced everyone that had college degrees in our own given subject because I read. Mm. So reading does several things for us. First, 
it takes, and it increases our awareness. Second, from a just physiological standpoint, once we read something and take it into our brain, it's there forever. Recall is another issue, old man, as yeah. you're looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> but but the information is, is in there, and it materially alters your brain patterns. So once you know something, you can't unknow it, mm-hmm. which is so great. It gives us the words we need when we need them. So if you're having a debate or an argument, you can reach for information that you have read, and it's there for you. And it's put in the way or perspective that you need to articulate it eloquently. You don't have to come up with the words. You can use somebody else's words. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you how to improve the quality of your communications. And when you improve the quality of your communication, you improve your ability to create your own outcomes. Mm-hmm. Because communication is not 50-50, all right? Communication is 100% your responsibility not to get your point across, but to elicit the right result. And if you think in terms of outcomes and how can I have this interaction with this person and get them to do what I want, you'll be able to get further ahead than just to say, I'm mad and uh, I want to tell your supervisor (laughs) 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 something about this crappy customer service experience I'm having. Uh, That was just a little jab at Michael. But, you know, it'll give you the words that you need when you need them. And that's what's so important. And what I always tell everybody is this is just the foundation. This isn't the be-all, end-all. This is just the beginning of your growth as a financially free person. So you need to take this and visit our website for our strategy for five minutes to financial wellness. And it's simply five, either five minutes or five pages. And just start the process of reading and read whatever you like. It doesn't have to be about money. Sure. But foster that habit and your knowledge will grow and you will have an opportunity to grow your wealth as well. Just because you'll know more, you'll be hungrier, and you'll learn more. For this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit unlockyourwealthradio.com. Also, you'll find more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness. Today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Visit the website to get your free audiobook download as a listener of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.